Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Thursday, and we're in the last week of the Easter season. Easter is not just a day, but a season made up of a week of weeks. This is the seventh week. Today we continue our reading of 1 Peter. Please feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights or questions that might arise uh, as we make our way through this book this week. You can send me an email at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer together in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Peter, chapter 3. In the same way, let me say a word to the women. You should be subject to your husbands, so that if there should be some who would disobey the word, they may be won without a word through the behavior of their wives as they notice you conducting yourselves with reverence and purity. The beauty you should strive for ought not to be the external sort, elaborate hairdressing, gold trinkets, fine clothes. Rather, true beauty is the secret beauty of the heart, of its sincere, gentle, and quiet spirit. That is very precious to God. That is how the holy women of old, who hoped in God, used to make themselves beautiful in submission to their husbands, Take Sarah, for instance, who obeyed Abraham and called him master. You are her children if you do good and have no fear of intimidation. You men, in the same way, look out how to live with your wives. Yes, they are physically weaker than you, but they deserve full respect. They are heirs of the grace of life, just the same as you. That way nothing will obstruct your prayers. The aim of this is for you all to be like-minded, sympathetic, and loving to one another, tender-hearted and humble. Don't repay evil for evil or slander for slander, but rather say a blessing. This is what you were called to, so that you may inherit a blessing. For the one who wants to love life and see good days should guard the tongue from evil and the lips from speaking deceit. 
should turn away from evil and do good, should seek peace and follow after it. For the Lord's eyes are upon the righteous, and his ears are are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is there, then, to harm you, if you are eager to do what is right? But if you do suffer because of your righteous behavior, God's blessing is upon you. Don't fear what they fear. Don't be disturbed. Sanctify the Messiah as Lord in your hearts, and always be ready to make a reply to anyone who asks you to explain the hope that is in you. Do it, though, with gentleness and respect. Hold on to a good conscience, so that when people revile your good behavior in the Messiah, they may be ashamed. It's better to suffer for good contact, if God so wills it, than for bad. For the Messiah, too, suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. In the Spirit, too, he went and he made proclamation to the spirits in prison who had earlier on been disobedient during the days of Noah, when God waited in patience. God built the ark, in which a few people, eight in fact, were rescued through water. That functions as a signpost for you, pointing to baptism, which now rescues you. Not by washing away fleshly pollution, but by the appeal to God of a good conscience, through the resurrection of Jesus the Messiah. He has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels and authorities and powers subject to him. The word of the Lord. In our creed, we confess that we believe that Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead, and that Jesus' kingdom will not come to an end. What would our lives look like if we conducted ourselves so that we could be found to be righteous, faithful servants of Jesus in the end? Would it matter much, then, if someone took advantage of us because we chose to act out of love, instead of rivalry or competition? Would it matter much if we had to give up some status or power or possession so that others could have what they need or opportunities that might make their lives better? Would it matter much if we were maligned, ignored, or muscled out now if we knew that Jesus knew and understood and had promised to set things right for us in the end? When our hope is set on being found in the right in the end, that is, in being in Christ, it changes how we look at both today's minor inconveniences, as well as the real suffering that we must endure in this world. We can take our place alongside others who are suffering. We can take our place alongside Jesus, who suffered for us, who died and was raised again. And we can concentrate, dedicate our lives to simply doing what is good, right, and true. The example here is Noah, who, knowing that the flood was coming and being commissioned by God to build an ark, to preserve life for his family and the creatures of the earth, believed God and was rescued. When the revelation came to Noah, it changed the course of his life and set him apart from the world around him. And yet we must wonder if Noah was always kind of out of step with the world around him anyway, simply tending his vineyard, loving God, and loving his neighbor. Of course, the point that Peter is making is not about Noah's righteousness, but about God's faithful love for the world that saves Noah in the ark. Peter sees the ark as a symbol of Christ and as a deliverance of Noah and his family in the ark as pointing to our baptism into Christ, which now saves us. In all these, there is the promise of salvation, of being safe in Christ in the coming judgment, 
of God being faithful to us that orders the way that God's people live and the hope that sustains us even in the midst of suffering unjustly in this world. Once again, the strategy is for the church to seek God's kingdom first and to live now as they hope to live in the age to come, to bear witness to Jesus in the presence and the promise of God's kingdom here and now, and then let the world do what it is that the world does and trust that God will be God, because God has come into this world to be God for us. In Jesus' name, amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, Renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, that they might do so with justice and for the sake of people. For the people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, we think especially this morning of Israel, and we pray for your peace for all who work for peace in international harmony, that their work might find receptive hearts and that your reconciling spirit might bring people together, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, You have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.